Bradley Beal is back, but the Phoenix Suns looked kind of the same in a much tougher than needed overtime win over the Chicago Bulls on today's episode of Lockdown Suns. We'll break the whole thing down. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com and the host of the Just Basketball Show. Wherever you get your podcasts, a big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen. Happy Thursday. A Suns victory night, even though it might not have felt that way. 116 to 115. We're free and available everywhere. So if it's the first time finding the show, hit follow, hit subscribe. That includes YouTube. Become part of a growing community of thousands. Drop a comment down below with your take on the Suns win in seven words or less. That's, of course, the key. You can also follow along on Twitter where that interaction happens as well. And get a show in your feed every single Monday through Friday. Become an everydayer and get locked on the Suns right along with me once you hit that button and subscribe. More content coming your way, which I will let you know about later on in the show, but let's go ahead and dive in. Again, 116 to 115 is the final score. The Phoenix Suns come away with a win much harder than it needed to be, which we will get to. Today's show brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections personalized to you. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. More from them later on. Let's start with our moment of the game, as we always do. And that is basically everything that happened from the time the Suns made their last field goal of regulation at 445 through to the end of the game. This was a matchup a contest that featured a heavy dose of clutch time 10 entire minutes of it with the overtime period included and a whole bunch of mistakes and big plays but in particular let's focus today on what the role players did in this one um yes Kevin Durant was very good as always 25 points eight rebounds nine assists he did contribute to the turnover problem, which we will get to, but I want to mostly emphasize the role players, three of them in particular, as we look at what happened down the stretch. So, mostly, we can kind of fast forward to the last few plays of the game. So, Grayson Allen made the last field goal, a three-pointer, Kind of in semi-transition, a quick one, a nice one, a good one that put the Suns up, I believe, four points, five points. But you fast forward to the last few plays, and it was Grayson Allen once again with three straight forced turnovers defensively, which I didn't think was something I would ever say about Grayson Allen this year down the stretch against a talented individual scoring offensive opponent in the Chicago Bulls. You had a, and he was only uh, attributed for two of them. 
you had a block of a driving layup by Zach Levine. Actually, it was four in a row. He blocked Caruso. He then blocked Levine. He then stole the ball from Yusuf Nurkic. And then there's one at the 45-second mark where Grayson Allen was not counted at all. And it just says Zach Levine out of bounds, lost ball, turnover, because the scorekeeper couldn't tell who smacked it. I will tell you that it was Grayson Allen. And I'm also looking at the steal against DeMar DeRozan, where it has a Chicago Bulls logo next to it, but it says Grayson Allen steals. That's four straight plays, two blocks and and one steal, and one that was not attributed, that are all in this play-by-play go toward Grayson Allen, but in the box score, he only has one block, so I was, uh, and one steal. So, who knows? But those are massive plays, and this was one of Grayson Allen's best games as a son. I would, I would say it was his best. I don't, need to, I don't need to couch it. This was his best game. He was in rhythm from the beginning. I believe he made three or four threes in the first half had four assists to just one turnover, and we won't get too out of the moment of the game stuff, but Grayson Allen also was the primary point guard in this game, where he, in the beginning of the game, even with Bradley Beal healthy, was handling the ball for this team. And so you add all that up, and this was by far his best game. He had that made three, and then these back-to-back-to-back-to-back defensive plays. But that takes us to some of the less good stuff because again the Suns did have a five point lead here and did not win this game they had a in this stretch in particular an offensive foul late by Yusuf Nurkic as well as a travel by Kevin Durant and this is some of where the officiating which you can't talk about this game without talking about comes into play The Suns had, and I will talk about this in more depth to close out the show, 21 turnovers. And I believe just seven in the first half, which is still a lot, uh, but obviously that means 14 in the second half. And this stretch down, down the stretch was potentially the worst of it. There was also a Nurkic turnover to on an entry pass that was supposed to go to Durant. So that is from the 119 mark to the 25-second mark. Three straight turnovers. Again, the travel on the left wing by Kevin Durant as he tried to get around Alex Caruso. Then the poor entry pass by Nurkic, which also uh, went directly into a foul by Bates Diop. And then the offensive foul on Nurkic where... The shot did go in. I believe it was the Durant jumper, if I'm remembering correctly. And Nurkic just armbarred Kobe White in that moment. Just ugly stuff. And the full Nurkic experience, because you take it to overtime, where suddenly the Bulls are the team with a big lead a four-point lead as of the two-minute-and-27-second mark, to be more specific. And from that point on, you have a whole bunch more craziness where Nurkic, again, has a couple of offensive rebound opportunities in two different moments 
the two-minute mark as well as the 45-ish second mark where Nurkic rebounds off of missed KD mid-range jumpers and can't get those in. But I said I was being positive, and I will go to the one-minute mark of the fourth quarter, which brings of the overtime period, sorry, which brings us to, uh, in addition to some clutch free throws by Nurkic, but that one minute, six second mark brings us to the final role player that I wanted to highlight, which was on a high pick and roll where I believe it was Durant that ran it and drop pass. It was Durant going right to left, drop pass to Nurkic, instantaneous decision, kick out to the right corner to Bates Diop, who made the biggest shot of the game. A three, well, I guess you would have to say that Nurkic's own shot, which I'm getting to, was the biggest shot because that was the one that gave the Suns the actual lead. But you have that pass to Bates Diop, the very, very clutch shot, which ended up being Bates Diop's only made uh, shot. Oh, no, sorry. Second, second made shot of the game. But he got very few opportunities and he cashed in when he needed to. And then on the final play of the game, you have a Nurkic layup where he finally just goes up with it, gets another pass from Durant, and gets the lead. But what led to that was also another great Nurkic play, an inbounds pass to Nikola Vucevic where Nurkic just smacked the ball out from the catch, basically. Those two had an awesome battle all night. Nurkic finishes his stat line with six turnovers, only 8 of 15 from the field, despite almost feels like all of his twos came at the basket. Four fouls, but 20 points, 16 rebounds, and 8 assists, and a plus 12. If that's not the craziest box score we see from any son all season, I mean, Lord hope, Lord bless us that that's the craziest one because it was about a heart attack by itself. Um, either way, the positives outweigh the negatives. More assists than turnovers, more good plays than bad, and some clutch moments down the stretch that the Suns don't win this game without. So let's jump over to talking about Durant, talking about Beal, and what we sort of saw from this game as we look forward. Next, first, today's show brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Show and our lovely host over there, Josh Lloyd, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Sponsored by eBay Motors. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, each week we here at the Locked On Podcast Network, along with eBay, are going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your fantasy roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. No Suns on the list, guys, but a fan favorite, a former Sun, Bismack Biombo. Xavier Tillman is out. Every center on Memphis is out. Bismack Biombo is in. Brandon Miller, number two overall pick in this year's NBA draft, was is starting for the Charlotte Hornets. You have Dylan Brooks shooting over 50% from deep this year. Denny Avdia getting some good production as a starter in his own right for the Washington Wizards. And Jordan Hawkins also with a bigger role. Not always starting for that Pelicans team, but seems like he makes every single three. Had close to 30 points the other night. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and it's the same with your vehicle. 
I purchased not only uh, a sunshade, the snap-on sunshade, as well as a wheel cover, just the random stuff, the odds and ends that are way overpriced at the dealership, but you don't want to take it in somewhere, get it serviced. You can put it on yourself. eBay has tons of that stuff to just keep it moving, not spend too much time or money. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED, headlights, roof rack, bumpers, more. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Big takeaway from today's game. The Phoenix Suns have some problems to work out. And we're eight games in. It's hard to avoid it. It's hard. It's impossible to avoid it. And so I want to tell you a little bit of what those issues are and why I don't think all of them are necessarily going to go away. I also first want to let you know, remind you, to join the Locked on Suns Insider Text Alert. Subscribe where you get my first reaction to All Suns News, exclusive game day content, and observations from Footprint Center as well as the Verizon 5G practice facility, exclusive video breakdowns including a breakdown of Beal's regular season debut today, which I will have in your feed, in your phone, messages Friday by the start of the Lakers game, plus one-on-one conversations. You can engage. You can respond. Twitter is going away. Twitter is weird. Twitter is dying. I am pivoting my content here. So you will get every Suns rumor reaction, every injury update, news alert, everything. I will send it directly to you with my thoughts immediately. I will give you anything I see on the ground at practice or at games where I am a credentialed media member and that exclusive content as well as my pregame and halftime observations and much, much more. The show description has the link where you can sign up. You can also just visit subtext.com slash locked on suns. Let's dive in. Big takeaway again being the Suns have some issues. 21 turnovers today. They allowed 46 points in the paint and only scored 30 for themselves. The Bulls had 30 points off of the 22 Suns turnovers that they forced. And no matter what way you want to break it down, Those are just the stats that obviously we know Frank Vogel's looking at that have been an issue in the past. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the Suns had a 56 to, or sorry, 57 to 57 tie at halftime. But they won the first and third quarters, lost the second and fourth by a fairly considerable margin. The bench did not perform like it needed to. And guys just aren't consistent. And I think... It speaks to a few things. They're figuring each other out. They don't have Devin Booker. They are fluctuating as far as a rotation. Like, even in terms of figuring it out, it's also who's going to play when and with who. Right? Like today. Jordan Goodwin plays overtime. Over Josh Okogie, over Eric Gordon over going big with somebody like Yuta Watanabe because Beal hit his minutes limit and they didn't want to play him in the overtime period. All good. 
Devin Booker is not in this lineup outside of the two games when he's played, and in those two games, he looked like an MVP candidate. That's your point guard right there. But the inconsistency, the continued errors in the same way over and over, those are things that you can only ignore for so long. You can only look, overlook for so long. The Suns are 500, okay? But they need Booker to be what he's been. They need Bates Diop to hit. You feel him in a major way in terms of confidence and comfort on the offensive end, as well as just shrinking the floor when he's out there, frankly, as a defensive player. Okay, that's happening. And you just need to start to bring some stability to the rest of this rotation in terms of performance, again, and also role and everything else. Yuta Watanabe, it feels streaky to me right now. I think his overextension on offense has shown up in a big way. Eric Gordon tonight, very, very, very cold. And he is shooting now on the season 36% from deep. Grayson Allen has been incredible. But where I'm going with this is the inability to keep the the opponent in the half court when they are trying to score the ball because the Suns keep turning it over, combined with their own lack of organization on offense, is something that doesn't feel easy to solve right now. I talked yesterday about how much Beal will help, but... If Booker has a down game, this is what it's going to look like. If the threes don't go in, which tonight they did, and the offensive rebounding was there, and they still won by one on the road, right? A game that they shouldn't have had any business coughing up. This is why you don't necessarily, and I'm not panicking fully. I'm not trying to do that now. This is a random Wednesday game in November, but... This is this start to the season, four and four, very high highs, very low lows, is why, I wouldn't even say very high highs, some decent highs, some very low lows, is why you don't necessarily make all the moves that you possibly can make before the season has even begun. It's easy to relitigate the offseason in November, I, I get that, and again, I'm not I'm not telling you to go change your futures bets or hedge against yourself and, you know, if you bet Phoenix, go go put some money on Denver or something. I'm not, we're not there. I'm not being overly ridiculous there. However, it would have been nice to see how some of this worked before they cashed in the pain chip, before they cashed in the Aiton chip, before they made decisions on every roster spot, and on and on down the line, right? So that's sort of the issue that they're running into where Nurkic as a second initiator on offense 
is going to work well at times and it's going to not work well at other times. And you saw both cases in this Chicago game. You know, that can't be it. Beal is what we haven't seen is Beal with Booker, right? And that will make a a large difference. But I thought Gordon would be another creator, another initiator for this team. He has not really been that. And the fact that they didn't start him with this unit makes me think that they don't see him as that either. There are just some ifs that we thought of as ifs preseason that have not necessarily been answered and that don't have an obvious answer outside of just building chemistry and continuity and hoping that that does the trick. And even though it was a road game, the Suns should have just handled business against Chicago. This is not a great team. And DeMar DeRozan, who I think is their best player, did not have his best night. The Bulls also struggled with turnovers. And they don't exactly have a murderer's row of talent. Certainly not a big team. The Suns should have been able to score inside on these guys. All these things combined with the Suns continuing to make their own frequent mistakes, consistent, repeated mistakes. This was the first one where I was like, okay, it's going to take a while. There will be games when Booker and Beal and Durant are all healthy where they just blow the lid off of it, and it's 140 to 110, and we just sit here, you know, marveling at all of it. But there are going to be a lot more games like this because these things are not going to flip overnight. Let's talk about the turnovers and Kata Bates-Diot. Next. First, today's show brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a ton of time talking together, you and I. Daily show. We get fired up together after wins, down after losses, who sits, who starts. I'm thankful for that connection that we have, and today I want our chat to be a little more personal. We just learned at the Locked On Podcast Network that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications from Jace Medical. If you don't realize what that means, that bring means you can bring on extended travel, the next natural disaster supply chain issue, and you don't have to worry. You're covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Ravashio prescription, and this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. You can go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use that promo code Locked On at checkout when you do for a little bit of a discount. A verified customer at Jace Medical had this to say, thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused them to cut pills in half to have them. They ordered most of their daily meds with a year supply through Jace, ordered an antibiotic kit as well, and they feel secure now. Prices lower than local pharmacies, and they highly recommend it. So if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, including ED meds, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered there right in their package just for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase at Jace Medical. Closing out the show. We have our young forward breakout watch. And I'm going to add a Bradley Beal adjustment watch here as well. All right. Because the fact that Bradley Beal did not 
end up being kind of the primary creator slash point guard today made it it told us something. And so we'll get to that. I want to remind you guys to follow the Lockdown Suns TikTok account, TikTok account as well. Please and thank you. Game day reaction videos, silly viral moments that I don't have a chance to talk about on the show. Deep dives, different things. All the content video-wise that I would have posted reacting to news and games on Twitter in the past, that is all on TikTok now, so you can follow there for all of that and more. The link for that account is also in the show description. If you're just already on TikTok, just search Locked on Suns. You'll find me there as well. Young forward breakout watch has to be Kata Bates-Diop today. 31 minutes, his second consec- third consecutive start, fourth game in the rotation, had the big three late in regulation, or yes, late in overtime, whatever it was, and had three blocks. And to me, the blocks is really the more important part. The three blocks and the three assists that he had. That's what sets him apart from Nasir Little, from Josh Akogi, from anybody else right now in terms of the wings and forward options that the Suns could be playing. You notice how much bigger the Suns feel when Bates Diop is out there. It's exactly why the more we thought about the roster, a lot of Suns fans and followers realized, hey, he's the guy. Because... They are a little bit undersized overall as a team. They have a 6-9 backup center. They don't really have a backup traditional power forward necessarily. Uh, They don't have any big guards in terms of like, you know, your Lucas or, you know, Ben Simmons. They don't have that type of guy. It is a lot of guys between like 6-4 and 6-7. Katie Bates-Diop is an exception to that, right? He is 6'8", with a 7-foot-plus wingspan, and he's not going to get three blocks every night, but you notice him when he's out there defensively, the way that he can help, the way that he can have a late contest, the way that he can swarm the passing lanes, get a rebound. He also, I didn't mention one of the things that I meant to say when I was breaking down the late-game moments and the role players and him being one of the guys that led to this win is he also secured a a late defensive rebound it might have been on the play where he ended up getting I think it was the next play after his three but that's a, a plus of him five rebounds today and then the assists I don't know fully how he will integrate offensively when Beal is fully healthy, Booker is back, and Nurkic and Durant and, you know, Allen and Gordon are all kind of getting there, is getting touches, getting involved. But the ability that KBD has to still get into the teeth of the defense and make a good decision, be a connector of sorts on offense, that's invaluable. And it's something that Nasir Little does not have. It's something that Josh Okogie does not have. Just that feel and IQ on the offensive end that, yes, three assists highlights that. But I mentioned it at the end of the Spurs game, too. He had a couple of off-glass finishes where it's just using his size and his IQ to turn nothing into something, frankly. And that's going to go a long way in addition to just moving the ball. 
he's earned this starting spot until further notice. Lastly, let's close with Beal. I probably should have talked about him more, but he only played 24 minutes tonight, and I thought outside of the first quarter didn't make a huge impact. But in the first quarter, you saw very quickly the way that his second side attacks, which is something that I shared with the Lockdown Suns insiders on the text alerts that I sent out at halftime, it was my number one observation from the first half. Second, second side Beal, right? He wasn't the point guard. He wasn't the primary initiator for this team today for whatever reason. But what he did is spotted up, made multiple corner threes off of the main action going on. And when he did get the ball in a position to not just shoot it from deep, which were his only made baskets today, he was 0 of 6 from 2. But he had four assists, and you, what you saw him do is just attack that rotating defense. He developed a nice kind of second-side pick-and-roll chemistry with Nurkic. Early on, Eubanks, I believe he assisted Eubanks' one made basket and got into the, into the paint, kicked out himself too, even when he wasn't hitting the roll man. So that's a sign of things to come, right? I thought Beal would have the ball in his hands to start out possessions more than we've seen him do, even in preseason. But what it tells me is they're building for when Booker does come back. And when Booker comes back, you're going to see him running the offense, and you're going to see Beal with a bunch of daylight to finish, find an open teammate, get into the paint again, and, and find an open shooter off of that all these things that he's probably never had this level of space and time to go ahead and do. I'm still wondering if Booker does not initiate a possession, what is plan B? What is the consistent thing that the team will know it is going to? I don't think it can be Nurkic. It's fine in theory, but what championship caliber team had a player uh, as inconsistent and middling overall as Yusuf Nurkic is one of its primary initiators. That's just not how teams play. So I think that might have to be Beal. Maybe it will be a matter of getting healthy, developing chemistry, getting reps. I'm certainly not going to write anything off on November 8th. But promising execution within his role so far, I just think the role needs to be bigger. We'll wrap up there. Remember, in that show description, Locked on Suns Insider Text Alerts. Sign up below. Follow on TikTok. Tons more Locked on Suns content this year than ever before, and I want you guys to have it. So trust me when I say I will make it worth your while. Go sign up for both. Follow TikTok. Sign up for the texts. We'll be back tomorrow to close out the week with Aaron Edwards to get you ready for Suns-Lakers, the Suns' first game of the in-season tournament since there were no games Tuesday. They missed last Friday. That should be fun. The show will be great. I'll talk to you then.